What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Cody becomes the first TNT champion. Apollo dethrones Andrade. Lana gets darker. And Zicky wants the Iggy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun. And finally, he's the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. And you're listening to episode 44 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. Oh, yeah! New WCW Smackdown Slam Wrestlers! What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, is your mood turning It's only been 10 minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh, my Hey, yo. Welcome and feed him over. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's one of the best parts of the, the intro is Carl's random, random thing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of WrestleGeddon as we come to you. From the Bright Rose Event Studios, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Pod with two Ds, Twitter Pod with one D, uh, Facebook.com slash Pod also with one D, because apparently Twitter and Facebook cannot handle two Ds. Uh, and you can also find us on YouTube as a part of the new WrestleHub network. So pretty um, exciting things going on with the WrestleGeddon podcast, so. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. So, what's going on, fellas? <sighs> Man, I was trying to watch Carnyland, and it got ruined by this fucking Zicky Dice motherfucker who wants some, like, icky bullshit. Just ruined my whole day. I was trying to see how long I could hold a pickle between my butt. I, I, you say you were trying to see how long you could hold a pickle in your budgie? That's <laughs> just 35 seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. We can't take you anyway, Carl. Can't take you anyway. <laughs> All right. On that note, um, be sure to follow our friends. Um, the friends of the show, the Chick Foley Show, uh, the Run In Podcast, will be dropping their first episode this week as well. Uh, Wrestling with Reality, and also check out the Wrestle Hub Network. Um, like we mentioned before, um, a few minutes ago, we are a part of that network. Um, you can find our episodes a couple times a month on the Wrestle Hub's YouTube channel. So look for that and the other great shows that are on there. So, yeah. Like I said, it was pretty awesome stuff. I'm pretty excited for that. Um, 
get a little bit more exposure for us. So everyone can uh, enjoy the sweet, sweet sounds of the, the Russell Getting podcast as we invade your ear holes weekly. Oh, man. What else you guys got? You guys got anything? Any follow-up from last week? Or... Uh, nothing except for um, Garrett's hot take on the um, the Facebook answer um, on who was better, the Rocker Sun Code. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot. Uh, you know, Roddy Piper <laughs> is better than both of them combined. I'm sorry you didn't like my take. My bad. <laughs> Piper wasn't a choice, Garrett. It was between The Rock and Austin. Hey. Which one was the better wrestler? Yeah, and I said Austin, and and you know, Carl's you know pickle fell out of his butt cheeks, no. and he got all upset. No, no, that's not what Garrett said. <laughs> he was like, "Well, um, I just was being a, really think about I'm just it. being a dick to Carl. Either one of them are very good wrestlers, and I'm like, what?" <laughs> <laughs> Like there, there wouldn't be a WWE if it wasn't for Rock and Stunko. Be watching WCW. <laughs> is that really a bad thing, though? <laughs> like, like honestly, <laughs> with the, the state of WWE now, what, is that a bad thing? I don't know. The state of WCW <laughs> back towards the end though was pretty bad. Uh, honestly, I think the end of WCW is better than what we're getting on Raw right now. <laughs> Mate, probably. <laughs> oh, man, but who knows? We, we might still be getting Hulk Hogan booked in main event matches and WCW are still around. <laughs> oh. Like, Hogan can't even... Hogan can't do the big boot anymore or the leg drop. Like, his finisher when he wrestled the last few times he wrestled in Impact was a uh, was a punch, it was a big punch. That was it. Like you couldn't even body slam anybody. You barely do anything. <laughs> but um, back to back to the point. Um, you know, if you're not following us on Facebook, you totally should. There's been a lot of cool content on there. Um, again, that's Facebook.com/slash Russell Getting Pod. That's Russell Getting Pod with one D. Um, lots of cool stuff on there. We've got some memes that we've been doing, sharing those, uh, some questions, uh, like Carl had said, you know, which was the better wrestler between Austin and the rock. Uh, what else we have on there? Uh, we've continued push fire Barry onto the Facebook page as well. So that's a lot of cool stuff there. So be sure to like the Facebook, join in on the conversations. Um, and to go off on that question too. Who was the better wrestler between Austin and Rock? My answer is Austin. Like, I think Austin was a better in-ring performer, was a better overall wrestler, where The Rock was a better entertainer. So that's, and what that's is it? Sports, enter- sports entertainment? So you gotta go with The Rock. Held more championships and I want to say I had more WrestleMania main events, but I'm not 100% certain on that. I think Rock had more WrestleMania main events than Austin did. That's what I'm saying. I think the Rock did. Yeah. I, I think he had, more, he had more title reigns, too. Yeah. But title reign doesn't equal better wrestler. Yep. 
and he had a better tag team, Rocket Stock Connection. Well, no, I don't know. Hollywood Bones was pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> All right. But yeah, you can get cool stuff like that. Follow us on Facebook. Um, awesome stuff. So I, I don't know why you're not following us on Facebook to begin with. It's like free. Twitter's free. Instagram's free. I don't know why y'all ain't following us on there. Cool content. So check us out. Uh, with that being said, we're going to uh, jump into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 All right, so first bit of news we got here, Flip Gordon, member of Villain Enterprises. Flip Gordon, Ring of Honor, re-signs. Uh, with Ring of Honor, so Flip's not going anywhere, uh, which is cool for Ring of Honor, awesome for Flip, um, especially being partnered up with Marty and Villain Enterprises. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with him from there. Um, with Marty being in charge of booking, hopefully we'll see more from Flip Gordon than previously, um, since the previous bookers for Ring of Honor really didn't know what to do with them, so... Hopefully we'll we'll get something from Marty with him. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Flip Gordon same with Ring of Honor. I mean, it's good he stays in Villain Enterprises. All I right. think Marty has helped like escalate his career, especially being in that group. Yeah, uh, I thought Ring Ring of Honor was going out of business, but I guess not. <laughs> Uh, I think Impact a lot of business before Ring of Honor does. But uh, speaking of Impact, the recently released Deanna Perrazzo has signed with Impact Wrestling as she made her debut this week on Impact. Um, I've seen a lot of buzz going around with this, um, especially directed towards AEW for not adding Deanna to their women's roster when they had the chance to. So what do you guys think? You guys think they dropped the ball by not signing Deanna? Is she she going to be an asset to Impact, or would she have been better off um, holding out and going to AEW? And no, honestly, I don't know if that uh, is. <laughs> I don't honestly think it really matters. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess she kind of would have been fine in AEW, but like, I feel like uh, AEW kind of just needs to get a hall of women. Like, I don't feel like, I mean, outside of like a couple, like their women's division is not great. Still. And that is the reason why they need Deanna. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's sad when someone like Deanna is someone you really need because your division is so bad. I mean, there's there's some standouts in their in their women's division. I mean, Britt Baker's mic work is really good. Um, I think yeah. she's a victim of circumstance in the ring because it doesn't seem like a lot of the stuff that she's doing in the ring is based is mostly like her like screwing up. I think it's the other people that are working with her. I don't think a lot of them are on the same page. But um, aside from that one spot where she hit the Canadian Destroyer and was like crawling after, um, was it Sheeta as she was like rolling out of the ring and then just waiting for Penelope Ford to hit that handspring thing. I mean, but that's, that's just, 
you know, whoever is producing that match isn't really um, going over the timing and things like that or, you know, telling them, you know, do some extra stuff like this or, you know, things like that just to kind of add that extra oomph that's missing from it. I don't know. I never really was sold on Britt Baker. It's like, I don't get the whole Dennis thing. Like, if you're not going to pull teeth or something, like, who gives a fuck? It's because she's an actual dentist. (laughs) I know, but, like, it doesn't tie into, like, her wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Like, Aside from her, aside from her finisher, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm saying, like, if she pulls my teeth or something, it'd be. Yeah, but she's she's the Bret Hart of wrestling dentists, according to McFoley. That's right. The only other contender was Doctor Isaac Yankum. So I mean, obviously, there's not really any competition. So. <laughs> Isaac Yankum. <laughs> oh, okay. Isaac the king's personal dentist. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I think Deanna would have benefited. At least AEW's women's division would have benefited from having Deanna um, on board with that. Because, like, the standouts really for me, aside from Britt Baker, and that's mainly her mic work, but um, Sheeta and Nyla Rose, their match at um, Double or Nothing was really good. Like, that yeah, was really good. A solid standout match. Like honestly, putting the title on Sheeta, I think was a good call. It's probably the best call they could have made for their women's division. And I think building the division around her is the best thing that they can do right now. And then to me, like Statlander could be good if she did a different gimmick besides trying to be a damn alien. (laughs) I, I do like Statlander. Um, who's the one chick that was on there? Christy James, was it? I don't know. That was on there this past week. Um, she wrestled Sheeta. I liked her. She, like that match between her and Sheeta was actually pretty good, and I was entertained by it the whole time. Um, you know, she was really like a solid competitor, and like they seemed to flow pretty well together. So. And that was one of my biggest takeaways from Dynamite this week, but we'll get into that a little later. But um, yeah, so Diana Brazo. I think she'll benefit Impact. Impact has a pretty good women's division to begin with, you know, with um Taya, Rosemary. Um, we eventually transition Tessa back into the women's division. Eventually. Impact's Impact's women's division is I think the slouch on. So. Oh, let's see what else we got. More signing news. Drew Gulak has re-signed with WWE after, you know, three, four days of not being under contract with them, um, mainly just due to contract negotiations. So they finally came upon a deal. So look forward to seeing Drew Gulak back on SmackDown Friday night, um, doing his thing with Daniel Bryan again. It's actually one of the best things that they've done with Bryan and Gulak too. Like Gulak's a phenomenal wrestler. And pairing him with Daniel Bryan is just almost like a genius move on their part. Probably one of the few things they've actually done well over the last couple months. All right. And let's see. And one of the biggest things coming out of the news this week is Japan is lifting their COVID state of emergency. Um, What that means exactly for New Japan 
Um, they can start running shows again on June 19th, um, but they have to do it with an empty arena, um, at least until July 10th when they reevaluate things again. Um, they're told they can be 50% up to 5,000, so 50% of capacity up to 5,000. Uh, then August 1st, they can run 50% of their max capacity for whatever um, venue that they're working in. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, it be awesome to see some New Japan stuff coming back out again. What do you guys think? Oh, Japan stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> stuff. Japan, Japan. It's the best thing on TV. <laughs> oh. I mean, that does honestly gives us some promise for where we're at. Um, since like you know, China, Japan were like one of the first few areas to really come down heavy with um COVID 19 and giving us you know, we're a few weeks out from them, so hopefully, this will look better for us and actually getting like actual people, actual fans, I should say, back in the crowd. Um, which we'll talk about that with Raw. Um, good lord, so <laughs> all right. Uh, well, so you guys got anything to add to the news or uh, nothing I can think of? All right. Well, Sonny still has not given us an answer on Carl's proposition, so we're still trying to get in touch with her people for that. I mean, it's a solid forty dollars that she's leaving on the table, so I don't know what's going on. Like, man, you think she needs money or something? But on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our uh, Get in the Ring segment. Uh, we'll talk a little Double or Nothing, um, Dynamite. we got some SmackDown, NXT, Raw. And we'll talk a little about the uh, recent content coming out from NWA, from uh, Carnyland. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. What's up, WrestleGeddon Podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events, here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too, and so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month. For you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com. Searching dates in a box. fellas so let's get in the ring and talk a little double or nothing so i was lucky enough to find a couple um feeds of this on youtube sunday morning so i know carl and i were able to watch the whole pay-per-view i don't know if uh garrett had watched all of it yet 
Uh, no, I didn't watch any of it, to be honest. I mean, I saw like bits and pieces of clips, but I never watched like the whole thing. <laughs> oh, man, I even gave you like a link I to watch know. it for free. I actually kind of forgot about it. Killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I kind of forgot. <laughs> oh, it was man. a pretty solid I mean, I figured it would be. It was. It was. I enjoyed it, though. So. That was pretty good. Like there was, there were a couple. I don't know. The, um, the ladder match. Yeah, the ladder match. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Let's good. let's let's start breaking stuff down here. Uh so right. the buy-in we had. Uh, best friends versus private party. Uh, winners receive a tag team title match at Fighter Fest. So the best friends ended up picking up the win on that one. And that was, of course, the, the pre-show. Uh, we kicked off the show with the ladder match, which um, mm-hmm. involved Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and the mystery participant who turned out to be none other than the machine, Brian Cage. And I was fucking right. I called it last week. Boom. Love it when the stars align. And I'm right once in a while. And we lost. Jesus. So he'll be he'll be resurrected here in a minute. <laughs> oh. uh, use your powers, Jesus. Use your powers. Uh, Carl and I were talking about this. Um, there's Carl. So we were talking about this the other day. Um, actually, I think it was Monday. We were talking about the ladder match. My biggest gripe with this was how all the tag team partners, like every, I think Pentagon was the only one that didn't get involved in this match. Like Marco Stunt got involved. Um, freaking Jimmy Havoc was involved, involved from the get go as soon as Dar- um, uh, Kip Sabian come out. And of course, the best friends got involved. It was just one of those things, like it ended up being. It was still a pretty decent match, but it turned into like a bit of a yeah. Cluster. For me, my problem was was like one nobody in the match. Like I could see like actually becoming world champion or them making them a world champion. So you knew Cage was gonna win. Like as soon as he came out, I'm like, oh, that's the winner. Um, because they're trying to put him over. Uh, I didn't like the fact that. It seemed like everyone was just sitting around outside the ring waiting for spots or waiting to catch people. It was like I think they benefited from I think they benefited yeah. from money in the bank being so bad that people were like, Oh, natural ladder man you know what I mean? Um but but if like, yeah. you know, if money in the bank was, was good, uh then I think like people would have been like Yeah, it's a pretty pretty bad match. It's probably like the Probably the worst match of the night, if not that, then that uh, the Dusty uh, match, this Rose match. Yeah, I. Bob, the the other thing too was like they took Cage and buried him under a bunch of shit, then put one of the giant poker chips on him, and then like someone hit. I can't remember who the hell did it, but there was a Death Valley driver spot off the top rope onto the poker chip. I think um, Joey Janela was the one that got the Death Valley, who took the the Death Valley driver onto the poker chip. But, like, 
they never showed Cage getting off from underneath the poker chip. And he just all of a sudden just appears in the ring. Like, they could have had a pretty awesome spot. Well, like, you know, Cage is a, is a strong dude. Like, honestly, I would have rather have seen him, like, get up and, like, stand up and move the shit off of himself instead of just all of a sudden just appearing in the ring towards the end of the match. Like, literally, he should have been, like, you know, like, every, any type of battle royal you see where they always go after the big guy and there's, like, 20 guys beating on him and he just, like, goes, Bruh! and they all, like, go flying off. Like, that's what I wanted to see Cage do with that, you know, that pile of crap that was on him. But, or at least, you know, kind of attempt to something like that. But uh, it was, like, it's kind of one of my biggest disappointments. But I'm cool to see Cage in a, it's cool to see Cage in AEW. I'm excited that he's there. Um, and I honestly hope he takes the title off of Mox because I, I don't like, like Moxley as champion. Yeah, I was not saying I like Moxley. Like, I don't, to me, like, Cage, mm-hmm. like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with him, like, getting a title shot, like, eventually, but if it was me and I was managing the company, like, I would probably have, like, Cage versus, like, Luchasaurus or somebody. And then, you know, throw him, like, a few jobbers and then have him beat, like, I don't know, one of the higher guys, uh, like Kenny Omega or uh, Adam Page or somebody, you know, to get, like, a little bit. Because, I mean, that's the AEW's whole big thing was, like, oh, records matter. So, this guy that, you know, this debuting this first match against a bunch of low card guys is one and oh so now he's number one contender for the title at the next review you know yeah i mean right now as it stands mjf has the best record for the uh the single for the men's men's division like was he like nine and oh or something like that for the year so he um but they're treating the TNT title like they are like it's right. It's in this. The rankings are for the TNT title or the freaking um AEW Heavyweight Championship. But I don't see MJF going for the AEW the main AEW title yeah. right away. I can actually see him be the one to take yeah. the title off of Cody like later on down the road. But um, but I, I don't Cage. I don't see him going for that type of title. And I think it would be kind of shitty if they take another big dude because, like, what could they do with Brody Lee? Um, you know, the AEW World Championship match, like, it was a good match. But, you know, Brody Lee ends up losing. And then the same thing with um, Lance Archer ends up losing. You know, you take these big guys and you build them up, build them up, and then they, they lose. I really hate to see Cage fall under that same that same umbrella. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see I don't see how you can give him the the belt though like his first match. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. <sighs> All right. Well, what else we have? We had the the ladder match um, with the AEW TNT Championship match, of course. Which um, uh, well, Cody picked up the win on that one, which is a pretty solid match. Yeah, it was good. Um, my only my only complaint with this is Mike Tyson. <laughs> I, I don't know what the purpose of Mike Tyson being there was. You know, he, I know he, he had to come with his whip. With, with, did with, nothing to take his shirt off. Everybody. 
Here to have his wisp. Here to have his wisp and talk to everybody. See, all it's it's different. It's different for me than it is probably y'all. But like growing up, Mike Tyson was the baddest motherfucker. Well, duh. Mike Mike Tyson so, is a bad dude. He, he I'll yeah, say you saw the way he looked. Jesus I mean, Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm not. I'm not dissing on Mike Tyson at all. I mean, they could have done something with him more so than what they actually did. Like, they could have had Archer get in his face after the match or something and have Tyson, like, knock Archer out or something like that. But they did, like, nothing with him besides have him take his shirt off. And every time they showed him at ringside, like, he was either twiddling his thumbs or he was, like, yawning. So it looked like he had other shit that he could be doing. Like, he could have been like painting a room in his mansion or something, or playing with his Toy Biz X Men collection <laughs> that he has. Like, I, I don't funny. know. Like, that's that, that's what it seemed like to me is like Tyson was like just there when like there's other shit he could have been doing. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing him, man. Like I said, it's like a for me, it's like a blast from the past. A blast from the past. He's a he's a bad. He's a bad man, Jamma. He's a bad man, Jamma. Then it then it got worse Wednesday night. We'll get into that next when we go to our dynamite coverage. But um, oh man, oh good lord. Uh, what else we had? <laughs> um, uh, Penelope Ford took on Chris Statlander. Of course, Statlander picked up the win for that. Um, Ford was uh inter- was interjected into the match after Britt Baker suffered that. Um, knee injury on the previous edition of Dynamite. Uh, it wasn't wasn't too bad. Yeah, it went on that. Uh, Penelope Ford actually looked. She looked better than she did in that um that fatal four way match from a couple weeks ago. I'll I'll say that. Um, even this past week on I think was it Dark that she wrestled. Yeah. She actually looked pretty yeah, good. Uh, let's see. It actually yeah, looks pretty good. Too. Statlander. <laughs> uh, MJF took on Jungle Boy. Of course, MJ, MJF picked up the win on that one. That was a, um, which was a no-brainer for that. That was a clinic, though. That was that, that's probably like the best match. Yeah, that match definitely hands down best match of the night for me was MJF and Jungle Boy. I mean, it's probably the best wrestling match. Like, if you want a wrestling match, it's probably the best wrestling match of the year. It was good. That mm. was good. It was, I was like I said, it was the standout. Like these two guys are definitely, you know, you can see them as you know the future of the of the wrestling business of you know either AEW's business or if they go somewhere else. Um, they they have star potential, especially MJF. Yeah. Like, MJF is the biggest heel in the business right now. Like, there's really nobody doing it better than MJF. Like, like you can compare him to The Miz as much as you want, but I, I really feel that MJF is doing, doing it better than The Miz is right now. I think he just took pages out of The Miz's playbook and just improved on everything and is doing, just doing it better, so. Uh, 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 yep. Uh, let's see. <laughs> we had the uh, AEW's women, AEW Women's World Championship match. I'm actually drinking tonight, so yeah. 
AEW Women's Championship match. Uh, no DQ, no count out, which saw Nyla Rose defending against Hikaru Shida. My girl, Shida, picked up Thank the win God. on Nyla Rose and is, Thank of course, God. your new women's champion. So, like I said earlier, building the women's division around Shida is the best possible thing they can do right now. But they'll probably fuck it up. Oh, man. So that was actually, it was a pretty good match, too. Like, I had no complaints about that match. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, then we had the uh, AEW World Championship match with uh, John Moxley uh, defending against Brody Lee. Uh, Mox retained. Really, not anything different that we haven't seen before from Moxley and Brody Lee under WWE. Like it was, it was pretty much a like a beat down. It, it was a brawl, so like there was nothing real technical about this match at all. So. Except for the sleeper hose. Um, no. yeah. yeah, the sleeper hose was probably the only technical <laughs> move they did the entire match. Nice. So. <laughs> but um, it, was, it was actually cool to see, you know, an old like a uh, a match end with an old school finish with the the sleeper hole. So. Yeah, I probably would have thought it was awesome. dumb. Yeah, you probably would have. Uh, which brings us to the main event of Double or Nothing, which was the Stadium Stampede match. This this was pretty awesome. Like, um, it was, there was so much dumb shit in yeah, here. Yeah, uh, Adam Page great. came in on a horse, <laughs> tried to kill uh, Sam Guevara. Yeah. I don't pay well, actually, I heard Sam Guevara got killed yeah, basically like three times. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Sammy, Sammy got. <laughs> got his I heard that. <laughs> I I saw that Hager and uh, oh, Paige shared a beer. <laughs> yep. Then beat the shit out of each other. They they broke beer bottles. Was, um, after a... over his hand. I mean, beer bottles they break like. Twelve or something. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty Those close. To a That's pack. a waste. <laughs> uh, that was just funny because like Paige comes rolling in on this horse and he's like chasing Sammy and Sammy just takes off. So then like Paige goes back, say like back into the arena on the horse, looking for Sammy, and he just gives up and sees like the lobby thing or like the clubhouse, and he just goes and. He's just chilling, drinking at the bar when Hager finds him. You know, sees the horse just like waiting there, and he just sees the clubhouse on. He's like, "Oh shit!" So, that's that's one of the better, the funnier parts of that. Um, we saw the the Matt Hardy verse in full effect um, as he went through a few different gimmicks in the in the, uh, pool. the pool in the the VIP lounge. So, uh, of course, we saw him. Good old V1 Matt Hardy. Uh, throwback to um, some of the classic Hardy Boy stuff. It was just, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So. The only the only complaints I had was like uh, that is football stuff, like when they threw the penalty to celebration. And then when uh, uh, Chris Jericho read the challenge to count. Like that and uh, 
Carl, you got robot voice. Oh, my man. Carl, what did I tell you? What did we tell you? We told you to put the, the robot sex doll away when we were doing the podcast. Well, I try. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> you sound perfect. You put her away. Good job, buddy. I'm better. Uh... Interference. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, I, just, still there? I didn't want to interrupt and you know, sound like a robot and ruin the audio. You're good. You sound, you sound a little clearer okay. now. No, I was just saying that uh, like the few touchdowns, uh, a few touchdowns, a few football uh, things they had in there, like for the uh, red flag, the challenge, the count, and uh, the uh, excessive celebration penalty, and then you know the super kick the ref, and and then the only other thing too that kind of got me out of it was the. the uh, Yeah, all that stuff. Like, if you're not like an avid football fan, like you're not really gonna. No, I'm an avid football fan, but I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like the average, like the rest, like if you're watching this and you don't watch football at all, like you don't understand, like, well, what the hell is the red flag for? Like, what's this about? What's that about? So, like. Like, I know a little, like, I haven't watched, you know, football in, God knows, like, over 10 years. But, um, but a little bit like that with the red flag and the excessive, like, end zone celebration, stuff like that. But, like, to, to someone who's never really watched a football game, like, I can see where that could be kind of a, a lost, lost thing on them. But the rest of it was good. Um, of course, they busted out the golf cart again. Um, Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega chasing down Sammy. <laughs> Oh man, poor Sammy cannot catch a break at all. <laughs> uh, one little thing though that I noticed too when they started the match, when the elite had come out, uh, Kenny Omega had a broom. They gave Omega the broom. Cleaner had his broom on top of the inner circle coming out and all the uh like the football jerseys and stuff and being announced at like specific numbers which was which was pretty cool so. um but of course we saw the end come when uh sammy Guevara got tossed off the building and got the got pinned <laughs> oh they killed they killed sammy like i'm surprised yeah, he was able to make you it know, dynamite you got him a that. nice new ride Did you talk about uh, <laughs> Destin Rhodes? Yes, he did. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, it wasn't like a good match at all, him. but uh, yeah. at, at first I thought... Dead. Um, at first I thought Sean Spears' dick was out, but it was this. <laughs> what the fuck? Totally fancy. <laughs> yeah. The, the promo, like, from Spears before the match was actually pretty good. Like, that was actually better than the match. Uh, like, Spears is actually is solid on the mic. They just don't really, they don't do a whole lot with him, which sucks. 
like that whole chairman thing could have went like on so much better than what they did with it and like completely killed any type of momentum that he had. It's terrible. But um let's uh let's jump into Wednesday night. We'll continue with AEW. We'll talk uh dynamite right now. Um we started off the show with a six man tag match, which is actually a really good match. You had Private Party and Joey Janela. Uh, taking on the Young Bucks and Matt Hardy, teaming for the first time ever um, outside well, of a I, well, hold on a multi-person match. I mean, technically, well, I how many, how many people are in the ring? Because, I mean, Matt Hardy's like five people, apparently, because she can just change his clothes and be a different person. Well, <laughs> he came out in... Um, he was saying they did a great. segment before Matt Hardy and the Bucks had come out. Yeah. So Matt Hardy went from being like, you know, old school, like Team Extreme Hardy Boy to um, the uh, Unlock Your Destiny Matt Hardy with the, uh, the old school, like purple tights with the key down the side from his uh, his little heel run before it was his feuding with uh, Jeff. Yep. Which I love that tight design. Like that's I actually Mattel had put out an elite figure of that. It was like the first Matt Hardy Elite that came out with that that design on his tight. So that was pretty awesome. But um yeah, so match goes on. I the biggest thing with this is like AEW doesn't know how to pre- I, I feel like with the mid card talent. It's like they're following like the big show model of like heel face turn type thing. Because literally Joey Janela the night before was wrestling in a tag match teamed with Sonny Kiss and they're wrestling as a face. And then last night he was wrestling as a heel or Wednesday night. Yeah, last night, Wednesday night. It's like I don't I'm not sure what the hell is going on. It's kind of it's a little confusing, honestly. Like it's worse than like WWE. Like, hey, Big Show's a heel this week. Well, he's a face this week. Like, it's it's pretty bad. And it's like they're not just doing it with Janela; they're doing it with other talent too. But um, the Bucks and Matt Hardy ended up picking up the win on this. Um, after the match, we saw the Blade and the Butcher beat down they're the like Bucks. Stupid ass white attire. Till FTR. F. Yeah, that was bad, but uh. FTR made their debut finally. AEW rolling up to the ring in a badass pickup. Hit the ring. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Look like they're going to beat down the Bucks. Ended up beating down Blade the Butcher. And then as the Bucks went to I shake their hands, they turned their backs. I didn't think it was it. funny. I don't know if you noticed. This. I am hyped for this. When they hit the Shatter Machine, they didn't even say anything about what the move was. Like even when they did the like, the like, uh, like pile driver move where he like spiked him in the ground, like he even said that he was like, yeah, they did like a, they yeah. did like a pile driver spike. When they did a shatter machine, they didn't say anything at all, like what the move was. I don't think they've trademarked it yet. Yeah. I don't think they've, I don't think they've solidified. Yeah. Well, I they can't use shatter machine. They gave up all the rights to any of the trademarks that they had. Um, that they filed trademarks for for WWE, like um, Fear the Revival, you know, um, Shatter Machine, 
no flips, just fists, like all that stuff that they that they were trying to trademark, they gave up the rights for it so they could get out of the 90-day no-compete clause and get their release as well. That's all WWE wanted was them to, to stop, not to pursue the trademarks for, for that stuff. Which, I mean, sucks on their part, but yeah, um, I'm sure they'll come up with a pretty cool name. Yeah. But we'll always know it as a shatter machine. Uh, but it was cool. Like, I'm really looking forward. I'm, like I said, I'm hyped for this because I've been wanting to see, you know, um, FTR and the Bucks for a long time. Um, you've got the promise of the Lucha Bros versus FTR. You've got, um, oh my God, so many freaking tag teams. Blade the Butcher versus FTR. There's just, AEW has one of the best tag team divisions right now um, in the U.S., like hands out. So Sammy Kiss and Joey really Janela. about that. Yeah, two and zero. Yeah, <laughs> Sammy Kiss, Joey We're undefeated. <laughs> two and zero. Two and zero. <laughs> um, SCU, like Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky taking on taking on FTR would be awesome. Oh man! So let's see. We got uh, then we had a battle royal. Um, pretty much to determine number one contender to face Cody next week for the TNT Championship. Jungle Boy picked up the win on this one. So I thought it was going to be like Wardlow or you know MJF, but uh, Jungle Boy came out on top. So pretty excited for that. It should be a pretty solid match next week. Especially um, if you think back to when uh, Jungle Boy challenged um, Jericho. Yeah. Uh, Jericho when he was uh. AEW champion and how well that match turned out to be. So, should be awesome. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Brian Cage and Moxley are set for Fighter Fest. Um, Taz came out and delivered a pretty solid promo, um, which ended with uh, Taz's uh, his old catchphrase: "You'll survive if I survive if you can." You know, beat me if you can, survive if I let you. Um, but pretty much geared it towards Cage as you know, survive. You know, beat him if you can, survive if he let you, which honestly should be at the beginning of Cage's entrance. Not that stupid. No one can stop the path of Cage, which just sounds dumb. So. Oh, let's see. They also announced that the, the TNT title will be Which makes an open sense challenge because of that whole like, thing I was telling you about. about and so, I mean, cool. I'll say this with you, Carl. The one thing I was having this discussion with Chris about was how can, you know, they do like all the the rankings. So, so say like you have someone like, like um, Brody Lee, who's only lost to Moxley. Is he number one contender for Moxley's championship, or is he number one contender for the TNT championship? How do they decipher who's number one contender for what title if they do it by rankings? Maybe they have their own. So I feel like they don't know the answer, and that's why they're doing the open challenge, because they don't know what to do. Yeah, it was like we were saying, like MJF right now is the, the number one ranked person in the men's division. So 
I don't see him challenging Moxley anytime soon for the for the title. Um, like I see more him going for Cody, just because you know, like I've beaten Cody before, I can beat him again, and if I beat him this time, I'm taking the championship. And I think if they continue that route with with that with Cody and MJF, then like, well, I guarantee, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I guarantee, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cody actually defends the title against MJF and actually beats MJF this time around, you know, just kind of putting them like even, you know, one to one as far as that goes, and then you know, getting like a best of three match out of the two of them, which would be pretty cool. But yeah, but I see your point with them doing like the open challenge. And on top of that, too, it gives guys like Jungle Boy um, a shot at, at a championship and being featured more on TV. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe Orange Cassidy will come out and be like, hey, dude, if they, if they give Orange Cassidy the title, <laughs> I will stop watching me. The other aspect of that, too, is you've got guys like um, Brandon Cutler um, who are just mainly featured on Dark and, you know, Sunny Kiss. I mean, even shit, maybe we could even see Billy Gunn challenge um, Cody for the, the TNT title in an open challenge aspect. So there's a lot of guys that aren't featured, you know, on Dynamite that are pretty much just stuck on Dark. I mean, it's not really a bad thing because they're still putting on pretty solid matches. But, you know, to see Sonny Kiss in the ring with someone like Cody or, you know, that'd be a great matchup. Like I'm, I would pay to see that. So. Even Pentagon Phoenix, like any one of these guys. So I, I think it's just another opportunity to get some other people involved in matches on, on dynamite than just relegated to dark, but we'll see where they go with it. Best part of the night. Just say it. Just say it. Best part the, of the night. Oh, the, it was dynamite. the greatest thing ever. No, it sucked. <laughs> it's it was shit. It was complete. <laughs> like well, they never, they never told shit. you where all the uh, cheese crackers went. <laughs> <laughs> it it was no. It was just. The pep rally was so. Bad. Here's the other like, thing I don't was, understand. So, so uh, it was so bad. So, whichever like, one of Santana Ortiz, I don't know the difference between the two. I really don't care. I don't like them anyway. Anyways, okay, yeah, yeah, that one. Ortiz so, how do you put like that? Does Tiger style noise canceling headphones on him and he can hear better? I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's not how those work. <laughs> Oh man. No. <laughs> it was like canceling the ringing in his ears from the bell. I don't know. I just, the, it, the segment could have been better than what it was. I mean, I guarantee that if, like, honestly, if WWE had done something like this, which they have, you know, remember, this is your life, Bailey. Which was total garbage, and people like shit on WWE the entire time. But AEW has a shit segment like this, and it's like the greatest thing ever. And if you say, which I guarantee, like honestly, I won't be surprised that when we post this episode tomorrow, when people listen to it, 
that I we get messages with people complaining that we're bitching about an AEW segment. <laughs> I'll say new. I'm saying newsflash. News bitch about everything. Fucking bitch more about fucking <laughs> Monday Night Raw than we do any other show on the fucking <laughs> entire podcast. You know, you know, and that's because their the shit's only good. Company that we don't bitch about is NWA. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> oh man, but. I just then then like the whole thing with Tyson, like again, like at least he actually did something though. Like it's not like he just came out and took his shirt off for no reason and didn't do anything. At least he got physical, like a little bit. And like, why do you have to have a posse? He's supposed to be the baddest man on the planet. Why is Mike Tyson coming out there with a posse? Because everybody has a posse. I just I don't get it. Yeah, do I have a posse? You back, are you guys my posse? Mike am I part of your it posse? It depends. Are we? Are we the clown? Are we the clown posse? <laughs> no, we're not. We're not the clown posse. No, no. <laughs> no we're not. I'm not that. You still hear me? I kind of unplugged my mic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> unplugged my mic on accident. Oh, my nah, jiggalos exactly. and jiggalettes. Don't try this at home. Oh, my jiggalos and jiggalettes. Don't try this at home. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. Oh, I know, I know what we left out of the uh, <laughs> AEW um, uh, pay-per-view. Uh, Vicky Guerrero. Best part. <laughs> Best part of the crowd, The sad, the sad <laughs> thing about that is oh, Carl, yeah. fucking Chris put it in the notes Vicky. and he forgot say anything <laughs> he put jr he put jr fucking did, socks I, and needs I, to hang just, his boots up yeah and vicky guerrero needs over to it. always be in the crowd that <laughs> yeah, vicky guerrero was great like even the pep rally like that was probably the best part of the pep rally was vicky guerrero like introducing everyone so, but like just the random shit, shit that she was yelling in the crowd was great. So <laughs> I love Vicky. Um, but yeah, like JR, even on on Dynamite, uh, it's just like, especially watching like the women's matches, just hearing him talk about the women is like listening to the creepy uncle at your barbecue would get. Like, that's like. It's like the creepy uncle talking about like his nieces. Like, yeah, look at you know Penelope over there. She's looking good. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, dude. This this is why Jr. is pimping Sonny's OnlyFans page. <laughs> He's probably got like the main subscription for it. So, <laughs> I don't know. Like Jr. No doubt Jr. is a legend. But sometimes, as a legend, you need to know when. Hey, I guess I'm done commentating, but I can still do special things. Like I can do, I can do in-ring interviews, like stuff like that for like big events and things like that. Jr. in small doses now is much better than Jr. every single week. I'm cool with Tony Schiavone and Excalibur being on commentary. Don't really need a third person for AEW. You're not WWE. Yep. Two man commentary team. 
It's perfect. I mean, I didn't fine. even mind when WWE when he was still with WWE and they just brought him back <sighs> like every so often just Wait, to like oh, commentate like some big matches that like he actually had because they would bring him back for matches that he actually had like a personal take on. Yeah, it was just so he like had information to give to it. Yeah. I mean, even even on the, the stadium stampede match when they announced Jack Swagger, Jack Swammer, Swagger or Jake Hager yep. is a, a Sooner alumni. And that's like JR's big school. You know, that's that's his that's his school. That's his team for college football. And like he didn't even mention that, you know, when they called out Swagger's number, that it was his number. Like JR didn't mention that Excalibur brought it up. I said, yeah, you know, you know, Swagger, that's his, you know, his number that he used, that he played for, you know, as this mm-hmm. part of the Sooners. Crazy. And Jar's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Like, we, we go from the band who's constantly yelling Boomer Sooner to can't even remember that Jake Hager was a Sooner and that was his number. So, I don't know. Well, that's enough bitching about Jim Ross. Uh, let's go into SmackDown. Oh my God! Uh, we continued the IC title tournament during SmackDown. Um, Styles and Elias both advance. So this coming Friday, uh, which will be tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday, um, we'll have Daniel Bryan taking on Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles taking on Elias. <clears throat> so I definitely see Styles going to the finals of this. Um. And I'm hoping that it's yeah. Jeff Hardy moving on. I am. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I told you this Styles a long time Hardy. ago. I I think the way they are pushing Hardy, I think Hardy's going to end up winning it regardless. I think he'll end up beating Styles even if, when he faces him. Hopefully. Braun Strowman's going to defend the Universal Championship in a handicap match Ooh. against Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't even know what to say with that. Like, I, it's cool that Strowman finally got like a big championship, but like you, you can't come up with anything other than a handicap match. For him. There's no other contenders outside of big. the fiend. It takes both uh-huh. his and Morrison both to beat him. It's too big. They probably can't do it. Even though they're second team, yeah, right. <laughs> they were. I said they was. They were. I thought that they did some like champions. Bray Wyatt, the Fiend puppet. Oh, yeah, shit. it was okay. Um, I didn't even see what it was. I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing too is like, what about Big E versus Strowman? I remember them wanting to push him so like, hard sleeping on like, Big e in a, a year or so ago. Singles they never capacity. did. Like, why are we just relegating him to tag team? Yeah. I just I just don't get it. Like, you have the perfect opponent right there in Big E to take on Strowman. Or even, like, move someone over from Raw again. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Like, after when Lashley's done with McIntyre, why not move Lashley to SmackDown? I will actually contend for the universal title. So, 
Well, uh, who knows? Uh, let's see. Moving on to Raw, we've got uh, Nia Jax, of course, is the new number one contender. Um, Paulo Cruz is the new U.S. champ, um, dethroning Andrade, as we mentioned in the intro. Really psyched for that. Apollo finally gets a title in WWE. Really, really hype about that. Apollo is a phenomenal athlete, one of the best all-rounders that they have on the roster right now, and it's awesome to see him finally getting getting a rub, especially by winning that U.S. championship. Uh, so we had another we had a promo from the Iconics, uh, which brought out, of course, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Nikki dropped a fire promo on the Iconics um, with about how she busted her ass to get where she was and the Iconics just kind of, you know, were handed everything to them based on their looks. Oh, but yeah, Nikki, Nikki dropped a huge promo. That was great. Um, especially coming from someone that you don't really get that. A lot of that emotion behind her promos from, but that was probably one of the best promos that she's, she's done in a while. Um, Angel Garza went over to Kevin Owens, surprisingly. Oh, that was actually a really solid matchup there. Uh, and of course, we had a tag team match to finish out the show, uh, with the Street Profits taking on the team of Lashley and MVP. Um, of course, Lashley and MVP picked up the win. Drew McIntyre had come out, um, and the two of them just kind of went at it. So, continue getting. Lashley and yeah, Drew McIntyre backlash. build up for backlash at the wrestling yet. I don't like Drew. I don't like Drew. Uh, I don't see. I don't think Lashley's enough. I know, but to me, Drew like McIntyre, winning, though. like he had a very lackluster win at, uh, at WrestleMania, and then to me, he's been kind of a lackluster champion. I think it's without the crowd, it's definitely kind of putting a damper on his title reign. So, like if there was an actual audience, you know, things were were normal, and we had a crowd, I think the pop for McIntyre winning that title would have been huge. But, uh, fortunately, it's he's a, a victim of uncharted territory and circumstance and all that fun stuff. So. Uh, let's see. Let's jump into NXT. So I didn't really watch the match, uh, so I didn't Maverick see the finish. The finals, uh, taking on Phantasma. So I guess Maverick and like tournament. someone else did two things at the same time. Okay. It was um Kushida had um Atlas in the armbar and like an armbar submission and. Got you. Um, Maverick okay. had put his arm over Atlas, and the ref counted to three. Got you. So Maverick took the opportunity to pin um, Atlas, which I mean, in that type of scenario, <coughs> if um, I would say like if Kushida's got his legs over Atlas, you know, across his chest, yeah, you know, it, it was really ball, weird. But I mean, the one thing I would say though is, is that, did you see the segment with Kushida just telling them he, was, he won it? Your arm over him. Okay, so I mean, I mean, I always say like Kushida was like, yeah, you mean you won it? I mean, I agree though; it was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, that was how it ended. I didn't really see how it ended. I mean, 
Yeah, it was. WWE is known for right. apparently now is. I mean, I will. I want to Kushida go to the finals. Um. Oh man, but yeah, moving on. We had um. Tag team match. You like, didn't. You didn't write the funniest part. Put down all the stuff that happened on NXT. You just kind of picked out some of the the bigger stuff. Um, oh my Rhea god, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> was that with uh, Keith Lee and me again? Because she was. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah that that was a that was a pretty solid segment though. Yes. Um. Mia, Mia will take on Candice next week on NXT, and uh, set for in your house is uh, Keith Lee taking on Gargano. Yeah, uh, for the North American. I was thinking about that too. Which I'm surprised they didn't jump right to a mixed tag match with the four. Uh, I would think so. Which we'll probably get that before in your house, like the, the NXT before that. Um, but we saw a tag team action with uh, Io Shirai teaming up with Rhea Ripley to take on Charlotte and her opponent of her choosing, which ended up being Chelsea Green. Um, Charlotte and Chelsea picked up the win. Um, afterwards, Chelsea fired Robert Stone because uh, awesome. apparently she doesn't need him anymore. It's like, oh, okay. And we also have set for. In your house will be Adam Cole defending the title against Velveteen Dream. You did hear all the stuff and with Dean the Priest Cole and Dream and match. Right? So all three of those were announced. Uh, I know. As well. So basically, if Dream can't yeah, beat Cole, like he can't ton of fight for the title as long as Cole has the title. But it doesn't... Dream will not get a title shot. Yeah, and like they're not... Saying like, wait, like so he said, they sure would be a dreams. specific venue for it. Winning. Like he didn't say it would just be at whatever. So, so that tells yeah. me we're gonna get a another one of the well, Undertaker Graveyard or uh, Firefly Funhouse match type thing, where it's pre-recorded, pre-recorded stage, all that. Good fun stuff. Gargano, Champa. Something yeah. Carl won't like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I didn't get to that match. Uh, but of that, course, we had the, the, uh, the way they did the steel cage uh, cool. between Thatcher and Riddle. Um, yeah. Thatcher. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Like the scaffolding around the, the top of the cage and everything. That was a good match. Um, yes. Thatcher picked up the win, choking out Riddle. Um, it's rumored that Riddle is going to SmackDown, so this um, may have been a Riddle st- um, send-off from NXT. Oh, but NXT was pretty good this week. Um, AEW was pretty good as far as the win- Wednesday Night Wars go. Um, Everybody like has to compare and contrast the two, which one was better, instead of just enjoying both shows like any other wrestling fan would. Um, but let's get into NWA and our Carney Land content. Um, I haven't gotten to watch a whole lot. I did watch um, episode two of Carney Land this week, and I've watched about half of what's causing all this, and um, last week's into. Um, into the NWA. But, but uh, this week's um, uh, Inside NWA features 
uh, the Outlaws, um, Homicide and Eddie Kingston. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, we had season uh, episode two of the Eli Drake show. Watched the first episode um, earlier this week, which is really good. Uh, big Eli Drake fan. Uh, Girl Power will debut on Friday. But um, Carnyland, Carnyland's looking for a mayor. Which was the uh, the big announcement for Carnyland this week. <clears throat> oh. I'm throwing Zicky Dice as my nomination for Carnyland mayor. Dude, I have some bad news for you because it's going to be Stu Bennett. Tony Fault. <laughs> Stu Bennett. <laughs> oh man, anyone other than Zicky Dice is going to be a disappointment for me. Unless it's like Josephus or like the question mark. <laughs> oh man, but Carnyland's um, the content so far that they've been putting out for uh, their Carnyland thing has been pretty good. Um, what's causing all this basically is. Uh, First episode was Nick Aldis talking with Crimson and uh, Tom Latimer about their upcomings into professional wrestling, like some of the bad gimmicks that they had, of course, with Aldis as um, Brutus Magnus and uh, Impact. Um, Latimer's couple couple bad gimmicks before that. It, it was a pretty good show, and it's cool to hear um, hear them talk about how, how they like broke into the business and stuff. There's actually a couple old pictures that Aldis had. Um, that had a uh, had Marty Skrull, um, in the background too, like pre like Dylan days. So it was pretty cool to see stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure what they're doing with Girl Power. Uh, looked like it was a conversation between Marty Bell, Thunder Rosa, and Allison K for this week's debut episode. So I'm not 100 sure what that's going about, but should be pretty solid. And the Eli Drake show was pretty much just like a uh, like a 30, 45 minute Eli Drake podcast where he just pretty much talks about whatever he wants to talk about. So pretty cool stuff. If you're not following yeah, NWA on Jesus. YouTube, definitely Gosh, um, subscribe to them and check out some of the, the Carney Lane content that they're rolling with. Yes, Jesus, Jesus dropped off, um, but he should be back. Um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, then we're going to come back and talk um, some points of articulation. We've got our weekly trivia, uh, fantasy bookings this week, which we're going to do um, Carl's replacement for one of my legends. And, of course, we have a supplemental draft that we'll be doing, and we will kick off our bookings next week for month three. And then we'll give you our, our pick for the theme of the week. So stay tuned. We will be right back. All right, let's see what we got on the Twitter line today. So let's see. Hmm. Fake news, fake news, fake news, illogical wrestling argument. That doesn't even make sense. I don't even know if that's English. What is going on on the Twitter line today? Um, hmm. That's not true. That I can confirm that. Oh, Wrestling Podcast Awards by the Wrestle Hub, December 6th on YouTube. Third year in a row. Last past winners were Ram with Dan. But I know those guys. You know what? I am King Ricky Rose. I am the general manager of WrestleAttic Radio. So I got to get my shows on here. I got to get Kings of the Rings podcast, Game Changer podcast, the Young Lions perspective, and of course, 
for the light show at Mance Chapel. All of Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, needs to be a part of the Wrestling Podcast Awards. The only question is, where will you be when the show opens up December 6th? All right, we're back um, with the points of articulation. These are dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. WCW Power Slam Wrestlers, figures and rings sold separately. All right, it's not a whole lot of figure news this week. Um, it's been kind of slow goings. Uh, we did have a special announcement from the new Elite Squad, uh, which unfortunately features a douchebag Sam Roberts. Um, but we did replace um, Hawkins and Ryder with Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, who are um, figure collectors themselves. So they're, they're definitely in the game, and they know what they're talking about. But we finally got revealed the Viking Raiders, which will be a part of Elite 80 coming later this year or into next year, I believe. Not 100% sure, but um, as soon as they go up for pre-order on Ringside Collectibles, we will definitely be covering yeah, they that. they are really good. And the figures are amazingly well done. I know I showed Garrett the pictures of those. <laughs> like full entrance gear, like the Viking helmets, like the the armor pieces, just freaking amazing. Um, really psyched to get those. Hopefully, they'll have the face paint on there, too, so, which I should. Uh, what else I got? Uh, Ringside Collectibles has mock images now of Elite 77, which includes The Fiend. Um, so we're finally getting a studio shot of The Fiend and not just a render. Amazingly well done. The detail on this figure is awesome. Like the lantern, like the Bray Wyatt head lantern looks freaking sweet. So psyched for that figure to come out. Um, I did not pre-order. Unfortunately, I'm not really looking to pay $30 for it. Um, I will pick it up when he, when I find it in retail or when it comes up on Amazon. Um, yeah, $20. That's, that's my max for an elite figure. Unless it's like a like an exclusive type thing. But yeah. <clears throat> uh, one last thing I want to talk about in the POA uh, before we get into the trivia. Uh, if you guys follow us on Twitter, uh, you know that um, Jeremy Padauer, who is pretty much the godfather of uh, wrestling figure collecting as we know it today, um, he was like the pioneer behind the the classic superstars line, kind of bringing back that nostalgia collecting for the legends, uh, which really got like a lot of steam and stuff built up through Jacks. Um, like he did a lot of great things for the community. Um, as far as getting us, you know, guys that you normally want to get through like a WWE toy line. Um, they, they got us like the first ultimate warrior figure in years. Uh, like <clears throat> Jeremy's been giving back to the community and did a giveaway, uh, type thing that he's doing now, like the next 35 days. 34 days if you're listening to this on Friday. Um, we're recording Thursday night. Basically, what he's doing is giving away a desired collectible under like $100. Uh, and of course, I had uh, posted on there, like I've been entering like all his contests that he's been doing to give back to the community. Um, 
since I run the Twitter account, you know, I had posted on there like a collectible that I've been looking for, which of course was the um, Police Academy um, Crazy Cruiser uh, to go my Police Academy collection, and I ended up winning the night one um, giveaway. So thank you to Jeremy Padauer for everything that you do for the the collector community, um, toy wise. Just amazing job. Um, Jeremy is also in charge of the new AEW Unrivaled series, um, which will be hitting Walmart stores in August. So, like, big, big props to Jeremy. I'm looking forward to the AEW figures. So, you can follow Jeremy on Twitter at JeremyCom. Um, and keep an eye out for, you know, his giveaways and stuff like that. So, huge thanks to Jeremy for giving back to the community and pretty much bringing the fig community together as a whole. So, pretty awesome. All right, and that's uh, that's pretty much it for our POA segment. Points of articulation. Let's get into trivia. Sounds like Garrett can do it because I gotta hold the phone to my ear. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. And you guys want to do the trivia? All right. <sighs> Last week's trivia question: What was the name of the Twin Towers entrance <laughs> theme, and who was it performed by? And if you said, and your answer was, Jive Soul Bro slash Slick, I don't know what that means, but okay, that's what it says. That's why I'm reading it like that. Yeah, I'm reading it just like that. The interesting was Jive Soul Bro, and it was performed by Slick. Okay, so yeah, no. What was the name of the entrance? I like the way I said it better. It made no sense. That was why it was better. Anyway, performed by Slick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, if you got it right, uh, you know, bury a whore, it's pat on the back because <laughs> you probably didn't deserve it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this week's trivia question Who were the members of Colossal Connection? Who wrestled together from 1989 to 1990? You guys don't know the answer to this, so uh, don't even try. Just look it up on Google because it's the only way you're going to figure it out. And uh, uh, yeah, you know, you can plug your answers into uh, any of the social media posts uh, for the podcast or. You can email us at askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com. Put in that subject line, episode uh, 44. Trivia question answer. I remember this stuff. I don't know how I do it. All right. (laughs) You would think so. It's because we repeat it every week, so it should be ingrained into your brain by now. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our fantasy bookings. Um, last week, if you recall, I had lost um, our month challenge. Um, Garrett had beat me in our overall bookings three to one. Um, so Garrett gets to swap out one of his. Um, Roster members for anyone he chooses. All right, so and with me which losing, one are we doing first? Um, Carl gets which to replace one of my legends. So you how about this? We'll, we'll make this better. I'll, I'll tell you I'm kinda, who I'm switching out. Well, that will make it go anxiety. better. 
anxiety over this. I make you feel a little better. All right, so uh, to make uh, to make Carl I, that's fine. happy, I'm like I have I have anxiety. I'm over gonna my get rid of Sting just for, for Carl. <laughs> Do you want to guess who I'm gonna replace him with, Carl? Uh, Road Warrior Hulk. <laughs> no, someone who I hope's wrestling ability you actually enjoy watching. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna replace him with Ricky the Dragon Steve. Lex Luger. Okay, that's a <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought so too. That's a that's a good call. So my plan was to give Chris a Memphis. All right. All right, Carl. What you got for me? And uh, I guess Macho Man is a, a legend, a Memphis legend in his own right. Uh, he was in that territory before I was born, though, so I don't remember any of it. But he was a Memphis legend. So I had to think about uh, who I could replace Chris's uh, female <laughs> legend with. That was a Memphis legend. And this lady was USWA uh, Women's Champion, I think, like 14 times or 12 times, something like that. Uh, she was WWE uh, Champion twice. And I think she was the Cruiserweight Champion, if I'm not mistaken, too. Uh, I'm going to give Chris. Do you know who it is, Garrett, by that? Uh, I had no idea. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Chris's legend that he's receiving from me is none other than Miss Texas. Jackson. <laughs> All right. I can I can roll with that. Um, I would say it's vacated, right? Since I'm losing no, Beth decided. Phoenix, um, who is my current uh, women's champion. Um It is my yep. My title has become vacated, so now I have to crown a new women's champion. There you so. go. <laughs> but see, if it were me, oh, Carl would have picked some uh, like I can roll with that hillbilly Bill Jim oh. from like oh, who knows Jackie, when. So. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, uh, if, uh, you would have got if, you would have got uh, dirty white girl. You definitely would. Uh, I couldn't just replace my two men like that. So. Uh, Gary, you probably definitely got Brian Christopher, probably. I mean, I would have been cool with that. I can't complain. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we also decided that we we're going to do a supplemental draft, um, which would add five more. I have some um, picked out superstars to our roster. You take them from me. So I and we're both gonna do where you, you did yours? two females and three males, correct? That's what I plan on doing as well. I figure that's the best. All right. Go ahead. You go first. I think you deserve it. Two female, three males. Yep. Okay. All right. So uh my first pick, uh, we're gonna add to my men's roster. 
And I mean, we're going to add none, of, none other than Ring of Honor purpose. staple. You did that the longest purpose. reigning Ring of Honor world champions of all time. You know that? Jay Lethal. You did that on purpose. You're like, you know what? <laughs> I guarantee you that's what Garrett has. Number one on his list. So let's, oh, take, let's go ahead and say it. Hey, nah. hey, Garrett. No, I actually... I had it narrowed down to Lethal, Dalton yeah, Castle, and Marty Chris Skrull. likes Jay Lethal. Like, that, or Carl likes fucking Jay Lethal that much. Could I use this? But a since you didn't pick him, I'm obviously going to pick Jay Marty Skrull. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Garrett. You know, Chris has to do uh, Macho Man versus the Black Machismo now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man okay. I, you know I, oh, it's man. funny next I, was, pick. I was when i was thinking on my current nwa superstar i uh eli drake I, that was one of the people i was like chris never drafted yeah. eli drake what the hell is wrong with him uh, so chris knows one of these people i'm gonna pick because we talked about this a while ago Actually, not that long ago. Because I told you I was going to pick him. Just because I'm sure Carl doesn't even know who he is. No one Carl. Uh, but uh, I'm actually going to draft Boots. <clears throat> I'm doing it. I'm sure Carl doesn't even know who that is. Yeah, man. Moose. I'm, I'm taking Moose. Yeah, I'm drafting uh, taking a moose, moose, Carl. Okay. Antlers and all. All right. He actually wears a Canadian Mountie jacket and uh, wears a little hat on his head. So, yeah. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> you just literally just described a Ninja Turtle toy. Uh, Carl, just look him up and then you'll, you'll understand why I drafted him. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, uh, my next pick. I picked the nice legend herself. Well, we're gonna do Molina. women's wrestlers next. I figured there's only one other person I can draft, and just to make you mad, I'm gonna draft Natalia. Unless you already have her, and I didn't know. Yep. Uh no, I do oh, not have yes. Natalia. It's all you, buddy. All right. Um, next up, I'm taking Kushida. Nice. Kushida. Well, you're gonna take Kushida. Uh, you know, there's Kushida. only uh one other uh NXT guy I want on my roster, and that's Tommaso Ciampa. Nice. And my final pick is one half of the WWE nice. Women's Tag Team Champions and uh, Nikki Cross. I'm gonna. Go ahead and draft. Since I don't know why neither one of us have her. I'm drafting Rhea Ripley. Nice. All right. So our month three, week one, will start off next week, uh, being the first week of June. So we will run through month three. Oh, okay. uh, We're going to let Carl change our legend every single month. Ugh. 
So, whoever. Terrible. Yeah, why not? Terrible, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, that's going to wrap us up this week. Um, Really don't have a whole lot. Uh, Just again, make sure you follow us on Twitter at WrestleGenomPod. Uh, that's with 1D, Facebook.com slash WrestleGenomPod, also with 1D. Uh, WrestleGenomPod on Instagram with 2Ds. Um, check out YouTube, uh, the WrestleHub Network. Look for us on there uh, starting this week, actually. So this episode will be available on YouTube as well, part of the WrestleHub Network. Uh, be sure to check out our friends, uh, the Chick Foley Show, uh, Wrestling with Reality Podcast. And the run-in podcast as they drop their first episode this weekend as well. And if you got any questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, dick pics, butt pics, boob pics, whatever, you can send those to askrusselgeddon at gmail.com. Uh, dick pics, you can send to Carl. Um, <laughs> or not dick pics. Carl Carl's like, get it pics. right. Oh. I call the pic. <laughs> All the pics. <laughs> All the pics. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, Carl, so we're gonna take it back to what you got for uh, theme of the week the Refugan Facebook page, uh, on which Ed theme music was better. And let's hit him with the brood. I forgot how good that was. The brood, all right, I can do that. All right, y'all, and that is gonna do it for us. So thank you all for listening. Episode 44 of the Wrestle Gunner Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Episode 45 for some more wrestle talk. Lots of fun stuff. And yeah. we'll talk to you guys then. Later, Marks. <laughs> Don't knock over the lawn, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs>